and welcome to Explore, the official University of Exeter podcast from your student comms team. I'm Rebecca and I'm pleased to be joined today by Katie, the President of the Athletics Union in Exeter. It's lovely to be speaking to you today, Katie. Thank you very much for having me. I'm really excited to be here. Oh, it's lovely to see you. Um, So just to start with, could you tell us a little bit about yourself and your position as AU President? Yep, of course. So I applied for the role of AU President last year after being at the university for three years doing a sports science undergrad. I played lacrosse competitively for three years and was club captain in my final year and that gave me an insight into how the AU runs, which encouraged me to apply for the role later because I just loved my three years experience playing sport at Exeter. Oh, that's so nice to hear. Great that you had that insight into the AU before. Um, Just for people who might not know what the AU is or not know what it does, could you just explain what it is and what it does for students? Of course. So the AU stands for the Athletic Union and what it does is it oversees, when I started it oversaw 50 sports clubs and as of this year we're delighted to now have dodgeball joining us as an AU club so we officially have 51 AU clubs and it oversees the running of all of these, most of which play Bucks fixtures every Wednesday and a lot of them have less competitive recreational leagues as well, weekends, Saturday fixtures, and we also oversee the running of great big varsities. As you will have seen, we had a hockey varsity last month, as well as a big rugby one too. Yeah, I remember from my time as a student, it's always really popular to go and watch the rugby varsity at Sandy Park. Um, so, Definitely. Yeah, exactly. So you mentioned that you obviously had to run to be elected to this position. What were the kind of manifesto points you ran on? So my manifesto was centred around three key points, which were include, support and provide. Um, From an inclusion point of view, it was really making our clubs as accessible as possible, trying to run some more para-sport sessions for those with physical disabilities, which has been really rewarding to to try and attempt this year. Another one was providing a hardship fund and supporting our students with financial barriers to participation. So it's giving them that chance to get involved in our sports clubs, many of which the memberships are often quite expensive, so it gave them that opportunity to play without having to fork out too much money. Yeah, it sounds really important and that's great that you kind of set that up this year. Do you kind of have favourite part of being an AU president or any highlights from your time so far? I think one of my favourite parts of the job would be the fact that, you know, my day-to-day role is so different and it, there's so much variety within it. Some days I won't get a chance to look at my emails because it's such a student-facing job and people are in and out the door so much. Or if it's a Wednesday, I might be out watching some fixtures, which I love as part of the job. Um, And also it's a really fun working environment. You know, the team, we're also like-minded. We all love sport and the day-to-day office chat is just really good fun as well. Well, that's lovely. It's great to hear you're so student-facing and really involved with the sports side of it. Um, As we're chatting today to celebrate International Women's Day, I wanted to ask you a bit more about one of your recent campaigns, the This Girl Can campaign. So could you just explain what the campaign is and its key aims? So I decided to run a This Girl Can campaign because one of my key points around my manifesto was inclusion and females often don't have the confidence that they probably should have in my eyes within the gym and things and are underrepresented in many, you know, whether it's media relating to sport and some of our mixed sports clubs. I have seen firsthand with, you know, siblings and close friends that there have been barriers such as that, which is probably what inspired me to run this campaign. So the aim of this campaign was to provide lots of different support and opportunities for women to get involved with sport. One of my favourite parts of it is the Basics to Barbells programme, which is organised by Lauren Rowe, our participation officer. And she, she, you know, is the brains behind this initiative. And what it does is it gives 
women the opportunity to be educated about how to, how to get into weights training in a really non-intimidating environment with all the correct support. And at the end of this six-week programme, they then get a reduced gym membership. So I think, to me, that just sums up the whole campaign. It's just providing women with that confidence and experience that they need before stepping into quite an intimidating male-dominated environment. But other examples of what we've run included, we had lots of self-defence classes led by Alice Tyndall, who was a former student, and an external academy by Lewis Sloan. And finally, we had PHAT, plus-sized healthy attitude, um, healthy attitude training sessions for plus-sized students. And that was, again, just a much more less intimidating environment for those students that saw themselves as being plus size that wanted to get into fitness and I think it's a fantastic initiative and it hasn't been something that the university has done before so I thought it'd be quite nice to give it a go and see what the reception was and hopefully have that sustainability in the future. Yeah, that's great I really hope that it kind of continues and grows. Have you seen have you had any student feedback about the campaign and how they found it? I've had various feedback from you know the different aspects of it the self-defense stuff has been has been varied you know we've had quite poor instance of spiking not really un- university-wide but in Exeter as a city within our nightclub situation so the self-defense classes have been really positive because women have felt that walking home from nights out or sports social events it's great to be to have that theory knowledge behind self-defense but also the physical training and just be more aware of things like that um, in terms of basics to barbells and the PHAT fitness classes, it's been really good. Um, the main thing for me that I'm really, really chuffed by is that lots of students that have attended these sessions have never set foot in the sports park before. So it's really, encourage- really encouraging to see people taking their first steps towards being more physically active and making new friends in the process. Well, that's lovely. Yeah, I've got such great facilities at the sports park, so it's great to see more people using them. Um, and I guess I understand that kind of part of your role as AU president is working quite closely with club captains of the university sports teams. Um, can you explain kind of what that's like and how you do that successfully? Yep, so as I mentioned, we've got 51 different sports clubs, which means 51 club captains, if not more, because, for example, tennis this year, I've got a thousand members. So, you know, it's a lot to ask one club captain to look after that many students. They, I know they've got a male and a female club captain and I love working with them. It started off getting to know them at the start of the year when we had committee training with everyone and that was broken down into welfare, social sex and the club captains. So, And then we have monthly AU council meetings. So I do see them frequently and they're in and out of the office and I love being able to chat to them and get that insight into how their different clubs work because at the end of the day they are so, so different and I've learned quite a lot about sports like trampolining that I otherwise have never been to a session to. So... Yeah, it's really fun to get to know them and chat to them all. They're such great people to work with. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, I can understand. We've probably got a huge variety of sports clubs, so a lot of different captains to get in touch with and kind of find out what they're up to. Um, So I guess through those captains, you get student feedback and you work closely with them. Are there any other ways that you get student feedback and work to represent what they want from the AU? At our timely council meetings, at the end of those, I quite often hand out a feedback form and ask for their engagement. We also have a Facebook group with all the club captains and at the start of the year, I attached a Padlet form onto there for any anonymous questions or feedback. So that's been another way to get it, you know, to get their honest answers if they didn't want to say them face to face. But equally, I do feel that I've got quite good relationships with a lot of the club captains so they can come in and out of the office and chat to me if they need to. 
Yeah, that's lovely. And I guess kind of having been involved in sport before, you can understand what it's like being in their shoes. Um, so thinking about student sport in term three or towards the end of term two in March, are there anything students can look forward to that are coming up? Yes, so despite exams, which obviously happens to put an unfortunate dampener on term three for many, um, most of our training, I know clubs, the competitive buck sport stops and as do a lot of training sessions, but we've got big plans to do some pitch up and play rounder sessions, which are completely free of charge um, and that will be throughout the week. We also have a few key events like touch ducks, which was a highlight of my first year and sadly due to the pandemic, I've only been in my first year, so really excited to go again. And what that involves is it's a huge touch rugby and rounders tournament over a weekend and it involves lots of fun sitting out in the sun, watching your friends play and playing yourself. So yeah, we do have weekend fixtures like that. And off the top of my head, I think we've got another couple of varsities in that summertime too, like cricket. So a lot to look forward to, definitely. Oh, that's great. Yeah, fond memories of sitting out in the sun at Touch Ducks, really popular event for students. Um, so I guess, is there anything that you find challenging about your role or that you think might surprise students about your day-to-day work? That's a very good question. I think one of the challenges I found last month definitely was you feel that you're finding your feet and settling into the job and suddenly before I know it, elections had opened up again, um, which, you know, it's, it's a tough one to look at because I'm really enjoying my role so far, but obviously keen to help others who are thinking about applying and things. Um, it just puts into perspective that it's time has flown past this year. It's been such a quick year and everything seems to happen so quickly, but... I think that's probably the hardest part. I've suddenly found found my feet and found myself really enjoying it. And next thing I know, it's it'll be next year. But I guess that is a good sign at the end of the day. It means I'm having fun. Yeah, definitely. And talking of elections and the kind of next cycle of presidents, um, do you have any advice for anyone who might be thinking of running or indeed for the next AU president? I think to those thinking about running and considering it, please do come and chat to me. And if you haven't already, and for those that have spoken to me, I would quite honestly say just go for it. Don't think about the outcome and have fun in the process because I found the whole thing quite daunting to begin with, but learned a huge amount from it and had a lot of fun with it. Um, So, yeah, really, really encourage you to do it. And for those that have set their mind on it, my door is always open. Keep coming in and out the office, chat to me and just relax and be yourself. Yeah, I think that's great advice. And when that next AU president comes in, whoever they may be, can you explain a bit more about how that handover process works? I guess you talked about, you feel like you, you do get thrown in quite quickly, but how do you kind of support that next transition? So what happens is my the final two weeks of my post will be overlapping with the new AU president and we'll do a two-week handover. I had a very, was very lucky to have a really good, thorough handover from Ben. Um, however, it was all virtual, so I'm hoping, touch wood, surely this time in June we can have a thorough in-person handover and, you know, we'll be sat at the same desk really going through everything for two weeks, giving you a tour around everywhere, so it should be really, really good, I hope. Oh, that's lovely. Yeah, I'm sure I think everyone can relate to enjoying being back in person for things. Um, so I guess because your role is quite, you know, you're student-facing, you're busy with sports, How do you switch off at the end of the day when you kind of leave that role behind? I think it's very important to separate my work and social life, even though you're right in saying a lot of that does overlap because a lot of my friends are within different sports societies. But um, one of the key points Ben said in my handover actually was to, you know, be, be quite disciplined having that 
nine to five mindset. And so he encouraged me to set up a different work Facebook page, which just means that I'm not tempted to reply to lots of work messages in my free time. And yeah, I haven't found it too difficult, to be honest, keeping it separate because it's, it's a very nice job because you do have the balance of seeing students face to face and almost feeling like you're a student yourself when you're not working. But then you do have to remember, obviously, to switch back into that as soon as you step back into the office. But no, it is a really nice work-life balance. Oh, that's good. I'm pleased to hear that. So obviously the AU and the Guild work closely together. Can you kind of explain how that relationship works? Yep, so there are four Guild officers that I work closest to and the president um, is one of them. So I'm quite often going backwards and forwards between the AU and the Guild, chatting to them and the VP opportunities and I, our manifest is really aligned quite similarly. So we've been doing a lot together in terms of organising disability training for committees next year, which has been nice because it's very nice to chat to people in a similar position to me who aren't students, but as I said, kind of work, work with them. So it's quite nice to have people, other elects like that. Yeah, definitely. It's always nice to feel like you're part of a team. So going back to This Girl Can campaign, how exciting that is. Are there any particular clubs that you want to highlight any successes from? Yes, I think that's a really good idea. Most of the clubs have been really good at getting behind this, but um, special shout outs do have to go to Women's Football Club who have organised their own event completely independent to, to us. Obviously, we've supported them where necessary, but all the ideas and credit must go to them. They're hosting, they hosted a great big tournament for lots of school children to try out those male-dominated sports, which were football and rugby and cricket. I know got involved as well. And I thought that was really encouraging to see, to let them have a little taste of that really early on in their kind of sporting career. So, yeah, thank you to all that got involved in that. Oh, that's lovely. It's really nice to see everyone getting involved and taking part. Just to bring the interview to a close, I wanted to finish by asking if you've got a favourite memory from your time studying at Exeter when you were a student. Another very good question. Gosh, so my favourite memory from Exeter when I was a student probably would have to be my first Christmas dinner and being part of the lacrosse club. I really felt that that was kind of rounded up term one for me and that was a key moment and when I really felt included within the club, had at that point made lots of really good friends and it was just such a fun social environment and, you know, I was really excited to round up term one doing that. Oh, that's lovely to hear. And I guess that goes back to your point about how important it is for students to feel included. So that's a really nice point to end on. Thanks for joining me today. Not at all. Thank you so much for having me. You've been listening to Explore, the regular podcast from the student communications team at the University of Exeter. To find out more about the Athletics Union and what's on, check out their website and social media channels. Stay tuned for our next episode and please subscribe if you want to find out as soon as new episodes are released. Thanks for listening. Goodbye.